Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the 2018 ACC football kickoff event. We are live from Charlotte today and tomorrow. Remember, it's all Atlantic Division tomorrow. It is all Coastal Division today. That's why you heard from David Cutcliffe of Duke earlier. That's why you'll hear from Mark Rich of Miami later this hour. Larry Fedora, of course, will drop by too. But across from us, this is only his third ACC kickoff event. I'm 27 ahead of you, Coach. Justin Fuente of the Virginia Tech Hokies. He took the Hokies all the way to the ACC title game in year one and followed it up with another top 25 campaign last year. As always, thank you for the time. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you on. We'll get into the football shortly, but because it is National Hot Dog Day, we are collecting all 14 head coaches' answers to the question, which condiments in your ideal hot dog experience complement the dog? Yeah, that's easy. Um, this really hardline journalism today, <laughs> right? Just, I'm going to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm going to the uh, Coney Islander, and I'm getting a hot dog with uh, mustard, and I'm getting onions, and I'm getting chili with no beans, and I'm getting cheese uh, sprinkled across the top. And I'm going to town. When's the last time you had a hot dog? Well, I um, had an extra long cheese coney at Sonic about a month ago. All right. And it was fantastic. Let me tell you what. It was really good. Coach, it is not easy. Elsewhere in the ACC, as you know right now, one of your newest colleague, Willie Taggart, uh -huh. is trying to follow two national championship coaches, Bobby Bowden, Jimbo Fisher. How? What's the best way to put into words how – your following the legendary Frank Beamer has gone so well. I mean, an ACC title game trip, 19 wins in two years, top 25 both seasons. Transa transitions from legends are supposed to be hard. Has this been hard and successful, or is there some magic in there somewhere? Well, I would say the first key is choose the legend you follow wisely. Ooh. You know, like I, I think Frank is, is the key to it, in all honesty. Uh, just how he's handled it. Um, he looks like a, a million bucks now. He looks energetic and great, and I think he's, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think he's happy. Yeah. Um, he's been incredibly supportive of us and us trying to build on the things that, that he's done. He's made it easy to pay compliments to him. Um, and we haven't spent energy, time, money, or or emotional energy in fighting some of the battles that so many people have to fight when they when there is a changing of the guard we haven't we've spent all of our time on our team on recruiting or developing our current players and that gives us an advantage it gives us an advantage that we haven't had to deal with all of the things and we all know what those things are without going into detail that some people have to deal with yeah. when there is a, a change. We haven't done it. We've been able to focus our energy on our players, and, and we've had some good players, and it's manifested itself in, in us having some success. Probably when Coach Beamer started, the word branding was never brought up in a football meeting, right? Are you actively involved in branding Virginia Tech football, or do you leave that to your staff because – you know, even as somebody who's paid to follow your program, I have relatives who are not paid to follow college football who would know about Enter Sandman, who would know about Lane Stadium, who would know about the beat-up lunch bucket, who would know about your defensive coordinator, Bud Foster. And I'm sure I'm leaving some things out, but 
that's there's some power in that 2018 style branding how have sure. you seen that unfold well the way i looked at it is when we took over like why would we change those things <laughs> you know like yeah. and part of the reason i was so attracted to virginia tech is and I'm certainly not drawing any comparisons to what I've done in the past to what Frank and them did uh, at Tech in the past. I'm just saying I could identify with it. I, I felt like I understood it. I felt like that my message as a head coach at Memphis was similar to whatever Frank was saying at Tech. Like I could identify with that mentality. And we just tried to build on that, you know, with our wording, with the things we teach, you know, hard, smart, and tough, believe, prepare, play, all kind of fundamental core values of trying to do things the right way and you get what you put in and you get what you deserve in terms of of your hard work and um, I've stayed away from the term blue collar because it implies some you know some different things but uh, there's a workman certainly a workmanlike attitude that we want to have in everything that we do that has been here for a long time and I don't want to change that I want to build on it we saw a bunch of Virginia Tech players. I can't remember if it was here or on social media. The shirt simply says GRIT in capital letters, right? I mean, it's yeah, just it's a beautiful. Build, building on the theme. I love that. And I've fallen in love. There's a woman named Angela Duckworth. And I'm not well read. I, I, you know, there are a lot of people out there. Our basketball coach is one of them that read a lot more than I do. But um, she's one person that has, has studied GRIT. And I won't bore you the details with all the details of it, but essentially the number one determining factor of, of success is your stick-to-itiveness, your ability to stay after a task, your relentlessness and continuing to drive forward and trying to accomplish something and whatever it is. And so that, that was kind of what we started to talk about about halfway into our season because we were losing guys left and right. We were we had guys getting injured. We, you know, we were so much more mature and older on defense and younger on offense. And we really tried to kind of adapt that, the term grit and the identity of grit into what we're doing and have continued that through the off season. So that's why you see the shirt, you see it hanging in our weight room, you see myself building it into our team meetings about what we're trying to do and, and what our identity is. Another way to say the same thing. Justin Fuente is joining us on the David Glenn Show. You heard his reference to Tulsa. For those who don't know, that's where he grew up and played high school ball. Uh, as a head coach, he led Memphis of the AAC to 19 wins combined his last two seasons there. He's had 19 wins in his first two seasons at Virginia Tech. First year head hokey. Justin Fuente is joining us on the David Glenn Show. You have a very calm demeanor, coach. And I've you know interviewed ACC head coaches for 30 years. I imagine behind the curtain, you know, if I were your player, I would have seen you get mad, sure. mad at stuff. If if coming up the ranks in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you had done something else besides a life in football, what, what might it have been? Well, I don't know where I would have ended up. You know, I know there was a time in my life when I made a choice. Um, you know, I look look back on my life and the people outside of my immediate family. I have a great mother and father and, and sister. The people outside of them that had the influence on my life were always my teachers and my coaches. I was always trying to be around them, always was trying to learn from them. But there was a point in time when I was either continue my education or go to work. I was either gonna, gonna try and go to law school or I was going to, to, to give this coaching thing a try. And I think that, that that's the direction I would have gone had I not done this. I don't know if it would have been nearly as fulfilling a profession. I don't mean financially, I mean emotionally. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just I love what we do on a daily basis. It's just so much, uh, there's so much 
you get out of being around these young people daily. But, yeah, I, I, I try to do my best on side. Everybody talks about me on the sidelines because that's what they see. Yeah. But they don't see me in the, run the offseason group. And, you know, it, it's very intense and, and loud, and we're going to get after it. I just view the game time as time to solve problems and try and find a way to win the game. Like, we're taking a test. You know, and it's certainly not time for us to lose our cool when we're trying to take our test. Not that I've never lost it, but um, I'm trying my best to kind of keep those emotions kind of under wraps so we can solve the problems that we're faced with. I showed you my magazine that I created a long time ago, the ACC Sports Journal. While I was creating my media company, I practiced law for 17 years. So I'm not claiming to know you the way your friends know you, but I think you would have been a good attorney. Oh, I appreciate that. And I think, I I honestly think you would have figured out a way to impact people. Yeah. Which, of course, is a huge part. You're you're a football expert, but I imagine the the joy is not in the X's and the O's. And that's that's the cool thing about um, when you you take on a lot. I got into football for the wrong reasons. I got in it because I loved the sport. Okay, because I I could no longer play. I was no longer a player. But then once I once I coached somebody and taught somebody to do something that they couldn't do or that they'd struggled with, man, I realized that's why you're coaching. That's why you're in this. His name is Justin Fuente. I actually predicted that he will be the ACC Coach of the Year. And in a write-up that I forced at gunpoint Coach Fuente <laughs> to read prior to him joining us live on the air, I went all the way back, well, nine years back, Coach Fuente was a 32-year-old Texas Christian assistant coach who had earned a promotion to offensive coordinator. And, and you could probably trace it farther back, but to me, that's when I learned your name and you and Andy Dalton. Uh, everybody knows Andy Dalton now of the Bengals. Do you trace sort of your explosion back to those days at TCU with Dalton, or are you going all the way back even further? Well, it's kind of an interesting, and I'll give you the brief story, but I was fortunate. I I coached one AA football at Illinois State. I was there for six years. I was never sure if I'd ever get out. I was given a break by Gary Patterson, a guy named Dick Winder, who'd been my coach, retired, and he told Gary to hire me. He hired me as a running back coach. And after two years of being the running back coach, um, the offensive coordinator left, and I went home um, to my wife and told her that the offensive coordinator had left, and um, I, I said, um, you know, Gary will probably hire somebody else or somebody on the staff, and, um, you know, we'll have to support them, and it'll be good, and all that sort of stuff. I sure hope maybe I get to coach the quarterbacks. And my wife looked at me and said, you know, you've got to be kidding me. You know, you're not gonna, you're you're gonna get up and you're gonna go walk in there and you're gonna show them wow. why you should be the coordinator. Like you've done it before at the one AA level. You know, those people will follow you. You know, kind of gave me a little reality check because um, for two years I had I had lamented about being a coordinator again. And you know, she basically said, for two years I've heard you talk about wanting to do this. Yeah. You're not letting this. And I think that moment was like. We all have those checkpoints. Yeah. You know, I had them with my dad on a couple of conversations I had about things I wanted to do, and he said, "You know what? I, th- I, I think, you know, I think you're selling yourself short on this. I think you should need to look this way." And that was a moment with my wife where she came through for me and said, "You know, basically, BS. Get your butt in there and go wow. tell them what you can do." And I was really lucky that Gary Gary believed in what I was what I was doing, and I had a vision and a plan. And then we had players. Boy, was I lucky. I mean, Andy was a stud. And we had a great offensive line and a great coaching staff and running backs and wideouts. And uh, it, was, it was really a fun time. 
my wife's name is Maria. I describe her as a feisty New Yorker. It is not hard for me as a married man to picture yeah, that conversation. Getting the telling yeah. to by your yeah, wife. Right. How, how long, if you could share with us, how long did you know your wife? How long were you married? Because that is that is like one of the great forks of your life. No question. And you have your it's wife awesome. in part. And, and if she ever needs brownie points, man. No <laughs> doubt. In debt to her forever. Right? Like to give you that little boast of confidence Holy to cow. go do it. And, you know, she was a coach herself. Okay. You know, we met at Illinois State. She uh, was an assistant coach on the volleyball team. I was coaching football at Illinois State and we went through a couple seasons together married and then uh, we left for for Texas and and now we got three beautiful girls and she does a great job with them but um, you know she has some perspective on it she has some grit she has some toughness she has some uh, element of understanding sports and it was a huge benefit for me I'm awfully lucky to have her for Virginia Tech fans wondering we all have like two months to ask Coach Fuente about X's and O's and quarterbacks and running backs and defensive linemen and the exodus of talent on your defensive side <laughs> of the ball. There are, I, I just love talking life with you when you join us. So thank you for going down those paths. I think you're being pulled to the next stop on yeah. your assembly line. But uh, we really appreciate you kind of continuing Frank Beamer's tradition with the David Glenn Show. You and your staff are over-the-top fantastic. We'll ask you some of the football questions when we get you by phone. Yeah, well, I appreciate us talking about something Amen. else. That's a lot of fun, to be I'm honest with you. I'm so. glad. I, we hope you have fun. Yeah. Pete, remember that. Coach Fuente has fun with the David Glenn <laughs> Show. So when we call later this year, <laughs> you are the best, man. I'm just pulling your chain. He doesn't have fun with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I do not believe that at all. I do wonder, who do you think Coach Fuente would yell at more? Like his kids? Kids' children? Or his players? Like, I just can't picture him yelling. Does he yell at you? Nah, I could see yeah. that. I could see that. I got to let and him I don't know how old, let it I, loose pretty good. And the kids might not be old enough. I don't know how old your kids are. Maybe oh, they are old enough to get yelled, yelled at. at. I can promise you All that. Right. His name is Justin Fuente. <laughs> He's won 19 games over two years and has the Hokies pretty much right where they want to be going into his third season. He's on Twitter at Coach Fuente. We will send him to his next stop. We will look forward to Mark Richt. When Coach Fuente looks around his division for competition, a lot of people are mentioning those Miami Hurricanes as one of the other favorites, if not the favorite. These two guys actually, they're both in their entering their third year. They've both made a trip to the ACC title game already. So Coach Fuente will kind of figuratively hand the baton to Mark Richt. These are the guys who have represented the Coastal Division in the last two ACC title games. Mark Richt on the other side or shortly thereafter, Justin Fuente, again, Virginia Tech fans, this really applies to most fan bases. Talking about life with these guys, when 90% of the questions they're going to get once preseason practice really ramps up are about X's and O's and backups and nitty-gritty, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I've been at this for 30 years. I just can't do it. So you, Virginia Tech fans, know that we love you, and we have – had a beautiful relationship with you since you all joined the ACC, and even prior to that, really. Coach Beamer has handed the baton successfully to Justin Fuente. Tell me that wasn't a fun conversation. Did you see his smile as he walked away, Darren? Always fun. Come Always on. fun. And I, you know me. I, I love that he's in Blacksburg. Day, so. At the end of his day, do you doubt that we will either be gold, silver, or bronze in his media experience here on July 18th, 2018? Is there any doubt? I'm not saying we'll win gold. 
but but he said he was glad to answer your questions as opposed to some of the others he may be getting. We're on the metal stand. He said it. We're on he the metal it. stand at least. We'll see if Mark Rick likes our line of questioning. He was last year's participant from the Coastal Division. We all know the Atlantic keeps winning these things. It's Clemson and Florida State seven years in a row now. The Tigers being responsible for the last three ACC football titles. Eventually, somebody in the Coastal has to win another football championship. Mark Richt of the Hurricanes is a pretty good candidate. Justin Fuente of the Hokies is a pretty good candidate. We've seen David Cutcliffe take the Devils to the title game. We've seen... Larry Fedora taking the Tar Heels to the title game, all of these as Coastal representatives. Just seven years in a row, the Coastal Division has lost to the Atlantic Division representative. Mark Richt is among those who would like to change that. He's going to join us next on the David Glenn Show.